0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Riot Podcast. My name is Jackson Show, and as always, I'm here with Kirby Terrio. What up, dog? All right, and we got some mock drafts here. you want to go with you
1: want to go with yours first, or you want me to get it? Uh, yeah, I'll go with mine, and we can, you know, talk back and forth about our picks. You want to go by pick the first through through the first ten? All right, let's go. Let's go through the first two real quick because you know, obviously, right. the first one we're gonna have. It's unanimous, you know. That's fair. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, we have both going number one to Jacksonville. The Jets, I say Zach Wilson's going to the Jets. What do you think on
0: that?
1: First two are the same. I mean, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson.
0: I think that uh, it was really Zach Wilson's pro day. I mean, the dude slinging it off balance, like rolling to his left, slinging it on – it honestly looks on balance, but it's an off-balance throw. He's just so – Chris with his throwing motion. They're sitting there saying he looks like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he looks good when he throws the ball. Like he's he's a good-looking quarterback. I mean, he's a handsome dude. He's made, he looks like he's ready for the limelight of New York. I mean, I can see that. If I mean, me, it's no secret me and you aren't sold on Sam Darnold. I mean, I don't really think that this new
1: coaching staff really has any loyalty towards Sam Darnold as well. No, I mean, they've already come out and said, you know, <laughs> Sam Darnold's uh, we're down to shop Sam Darnold. That, that's what they're basically saying. Like, you know, we don't we don't trust Sam Darnold. Like, y'all can have him. And plus, they have the number two overall pick. So, you know, with, you know, a, a QB draft class like this, you know, with so many prototypes of, of quarterbacks, you know, you got the Justin Fields who's his own type of quarterback, Trey Lance, who, you know, you can kind of go back and forth with him, kind of looking like a, a, a Carson Wentz or – You know, somewhere in – a Nick Foles maybe, you know, somewhere in that area. But, yeah, I got the Jets taking Zach Wilson. San Francisco, though, uh, who do you have? I'll I'll give you mine. All
0: right, so this one's kind of up in the air, and this is the only question I have about the Jets taking uh, Zach Wilson is I think there's something that we're missing for some reason. Just because I heard – I just saw this morning that uh, the – San Francisco's coach and their GM is actually going to Zach Wilson's second pro day and not going to Justin Fields. So I think that takes Justin Fields out of the equation. And I don't know, for some reason I think they're going to go Sewell if they can't get Zach Wilson by any means Mm -hmm. and the Jets botched the pick. So, I mean, I think that they're just going to go offensive line just because, I mean, they still like Jimmy G. They have a lot of playmakers for Jimmy G. I feel like they can pick up another guy if they have to. I mean, dude, they could pick up Justin Fields just because they've already seen enough and that's their guy. But they could just be like, uh, we like Mac Jones. I mean, anything's possible. Like, yeah. I personally, and we're going to get to this, I have Mac Jones go into the Steelers, but... I could also see if he falls for some reason. I, I could see him being the perfect guy to back yeah. up Tom Brady. We're getting ahead our of ourselves. Yeah. I think that they go with the offensive line, and then I have Justin Fields with the Falcons. I think they fall to
1: him. Okay, I have actually Trey Lance going to San Francisco. I like so Trey What Lance, I think they're yeah. doing, I listened to Pat McAfee's uh, podcast. Amazing guy. Y'all should go watch him too at the Pat McAfee uh, podcast. Uh, Pat McAfee Show 2.0 on uh, Spotify if you want to go look for it. But they've been talking about saying how San Fran doesn't really make this trade unless they're going for a quarterback. It's already out there saying that they don't really like Jimmy G. They're trying to shop him out as well. Uh, and I think they're kind of just setting themselves up for a quarterback who can basically hand the ball off, uh, do RPOs and, you know, the, the normal stuff that Kyle Shanahan likes to do and – You know, Trey Lance falls under that uh, umbrella as well as Zach Wilson. What I think they're doing is they're trying to see who the Jets pick and go from there. But I think they're setting themselves up for a quarterback. I think they got Trey Lance here. Atlanta Atlanta here is where I have Penny Sewell going. I still think they're going to trust Mount Ryan for right now. They're going to ride him out, and they're going to try to give him an O-line to get behind. You know, try to try to set up that O line a little bit, and and plus he's the next the next best player up on the board. Who do you have um, on five? I have Jamar Chase going to the
0: Bengals. I know that they need an offensive line, but they're gonna have an early second round pick too. I feel like they can pick up an offensive lineman if they or they can trade up with somebody if they need to. I mean, the Bengals they need an offensive lineman. I feel like that's on their radar, but like I said, they want to keep weapons for uh for for Joe Burrow so I mean I got I got them taking him and then I have Kyle Pitts going to uh staying in state of Florida going to Miami helping out the offense Uh, because I mean he's a good pass catching tight end but I'm sure they're going to teach him how to block too they need blockers so that they can keep to a safe and I mean they can pay, pay the way for some running backs that they have like
1: walton well, has been good. I, I like, got you. Yeah. I, I got you. So uh, for Cincy, I have actually the guard, Rashawn Slater, going here. Uh, they have an O tackle already there that's really good who moved to O guard because they had an O tackle that they thought they could trust in last year. Obviously couldn't. Yeah. So they're going to, tr- obviously, they're going to, since his normal position is, you know, the tackle position at left tackle, they're going to move him there and they're going to put Rashawn Slater at guard right beside yeah. him. You know, try to give Joe Burrow uh, a little bit more time in the pocket. You know, I don't really think they need a wide receiver here. They got Tyler Boyd and they got T. Higgins with, you know, Drew Sample. I mean, you got the one-two punch already right there. And, uh, you know, they got also the off-brand Mike Thomas as well. (laughs) as yeah. well there if they want to throw to somebody else.
0: I agree. I so, mean I, I like Rashawn, I like Rashawn Slater too. I have him going
1: at eleven too. So uh, Giants, but, but, but Miami is where I have Jamar Chase going. Yeah. Uh, they desperately need somebody uh, other than you know Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. They need to sur- surround Tua with the good uh yeah. good weaponry out there and I believe Jamar Chase it fits actually fits uh Tua's style very well. Tua likes to throw underneath to slant routes and you know easy routes that he can get to routes with separation. Jamar Chase was very effective at LSU with those same type of routes that got them to the championship run. Actually, why and it's actually why uh, Tua and Joe Burrow during that during that game at Alabama that's why it was so close because they run so similar offenses that that year. Uh, but number seven and number eight, I got Alex Leatherwood going to Detroit, O tackle of Alabama. I believe they're gonna ride out Nick Foles here. You know that they obviously believe they're in a rebuild season. You know it's, you're not gonna rebuild within one year. You know you got to spend two or three years rebuilding. Now they obviously know that Detroit. So, yeah. So they're probably gonna tank the next few picks, get another, you know, a few.
0: Yeah, you gotta help out Jared Goff. I have him taking Devonte Smith, the tr- Detroit, because he needs somebody to throw to first off. Losing a uh, Kenny Galladay to the Giants is really gonna hurt him, and um, that's he's he's gotta have Devonte Smith. Like he's gotta have a really good playmaker who can always get open. I think Devonte Smith can kind of do for Detroit what Julian Edelman has been doing for his whole career, just being that small guy who gets open the underrated guy who just gets open. He's, Devontae Smith is so raw in this wide receiver talent that that's – Jared Goff comes from an offense where all he has is wide receivers who can get open because of the scheme. He's not probably not going to have much of a scheme in Detroit, so I like having Devontae Smith as a guy to get open for him. I agree with you. They need to protect him with an extra – with another O-lineman, but – Devontae Smith, that Plus, it'll set
1: up for the future anyway. They know they're not going to yeah. win a lot of games this yeah. season. They but if you're that,
0: that offense, they got to replace Matthew Stafford's playmaking ability. And if you're going to have playmakers on that offense, Devontae Smith was one of the most elite playmakers in college football over the last four years. I mean, Jamar Chase is a beast, and I do have him going ahead of him as well. But Devontae Smith's just an animal, bro. He's got – a Kobe mentality and a smaller body and he's got that you could don't ever count me out thing he's even though he's playing for Detroit and we give Detroit a bunch of shit we give Jared Goff a bunch of shit he's gonna be the most overpaid quarterback in the league and honestly it's probably worth it because he's gonna have to pay some medical
1: bills he's gonna yeah. get sacked a lot I got <laughs> so I mean so, yeah. they want to get that guy a playmaker but moving on moving on Going on to the number eight pick, I here I here's where I actually have Justin Fields falling to. Okay, I, I feel You know, that. Carolina has been looking for a quarterback for a long time now. They've been in the market for a while. That's They, a they said they've been yeah. in the market for a, a long time. So, and based on how my draft goes, I do believe Justin Fields would be picked up by Carolina in this. They'll they'll be happy to take Justin Fields. They got Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater, who's basically a. Uh, a prototype of what Justin Fields – uh the low end of Justin Fields of what he can be, you know, a little rusher, but also, you know, a guy who can get the ball downfield and make good plays, yeah. smart plays.
0: I like this pick. I agree with you. That I feel like if Justin Fields takes a fall in the draft, I want to see him go to Atlanta. But if he does fall, I feel like Carolina is a good scheme fit for him. Like you said, being behind Teddy B, they also have uh, – Dude who, uh, P.J. Washington, is it P.J.? I think it's P.J. Yeah, P.J. Washington is uh,
1: Matt Rule's old quarterback. And they got and they got Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that I mean, works very well with today's quarterbacks.
0: Of course, Joe Brady's coached up Ohio State transfer before. I mean, he's not a transfer. He graduated from – or he came from Ohio State. He can get him into that offense easily. But I have Carolina taking Patrick Certain because I think that Atlanta's – I hope Atlanta takes Justin Fields, like I said. But if they don't, then I think that Patrick Certain would be great for that
1: defense. Yeah. I, here's where uh, I believe my, my drafts is a little behind yours, because my next pick, Denver, actually I believe is going to pick up Patrick Certain. They're yeah. going to try to shore up the defense a little bit. They got hammered with injuries last year, and it was very obvious that their bench guys weren't that good. Yeah. It was very obvious. So yeah. I believe they they need a guy back there who's gonna you know lay down those big hits that it, you know is gonna set the tone at quarterback and shut yeah. down an entire field if he need if he needs to. I believe Patrick Certain is gonna be kind of like what Derek Sting- Stingley is gonna be later yeah, in yeah. his LSU career.
0: That's a good transition because I have him at eight, you have him at nine. I agree with that. I like how you say they need big hitters because if I mean hell if. Patrick Certain slides one spot to Denver. I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, that's pretty close to call, but I got Micah Parsons just because that's a big body dude. I liked his mm. pro day. He had a good performance. Um, they, like, I mean, they. you said they need big hitters. That's a big guy. He's a good old, uh, linebacker, and he's a good backup in this uh, second level for uh,
1: when Von Miller comes back, hopefully. Yeah, and then- speaking of Micah Parsons, I actually have him going to Dallas. The, really? pick right, the pick right under yours yes yeah, so yeah. i really, yeah i actually have him going uh number 10 to dallas uh michael parsons i like the way i also agree i like the way that he uh showed out in this pro day and you know the penn state the penn state boys you really gotta yeah. realize like the past decade of penn state guys have been ballers there's usually two Absolute of them ballers. in every draft
0: that yeah. really ball out and like this year it's a uh, it's parsons and um also uh I like Pat Fryer the tight end yeah. too. He's pretty good. So we're gonna move down. I like Dallas taking uh, also a defensive guy. I like uh, Pay from de- uh, the defensive end from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go to the next ones, the next two, just because we already did them. Uh, I already like we already talked about Rashawn Slater. Uh, he's I think he's going to the Giants. You I believe you have a guard on your Giants pick as well. So I'm mean, just I feel like the Common theme here is protect Danny Jones. Protect Danny yes. Jones. Yes. And give I, Saquon Barkley, when he comes back healthy, some room to run. So I think we're good on that. I mean, just protect Danny Jones. Protect <laughs> Danny
1: Jones. They got to pick up a guard here. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: going to trip. He's not built for an 80 yard run. You can't, so don't make him run from defensive exactly. linemen. And he just picked <laughs>
1: up Kenny Galladay, too. So yeah. that, uh, good uh,
0: play. Get the playmakers the ball. And then
1: uh, 12, I got Rashad Bateman going to
0: the Eagles. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I, I I like it. I like Rashad Bateman a lot. You know, he's a good wide receiver from Minnesota. He was there during their uh, uh was it eleven and 0 run? I believe mm-hmm. that they had. Uh, you know, I like him a lot. He's a big, big body wide receiver that can go up and make contested catches. Uh, you know, I, I'd say he's a lot like Kenny Galladay. You know, yeah. not much separation, but you know enough where he can make the catch. Here, I, here is where I actually have De- Devontae Smith falling. Yeah. So you got Jalen Hurts. He's, you know, I think they're in on Jalen Hurts now. They kind of have to be, yeah. especially where they are in the draft.
0: And common theme here is give Jalen some
1: playmakers. Yeah, give him yeah. some playmakers, you know. Whether it's Devontae or He has Vershawn, Zach Hurts. Yeah. He has Dallas Goddard, you know. He has uh, Jalen Rieger on the outside. He just needs that big body wide receiver that can help him. Uh because Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, he's getting old. He can't do it all anymore. You know? Yeah. He had that one Super Bowl run, that one amazing year with Carson Wentz, and he's he's hurt now. So you can't can't have that anymore. But uh thirteen and fourteen.
0: Thirteen, but- I, I actually just changed mine, so I'm gonna start off here because I really I I've already made it and I tried to drop Najee, but just I like Najee with the Chargers, man. Like, I feel like 13 with his talent and his – like, usually five has been the pick for running backs. I mean, that was where I'm pretty sure Leonard Fournette and then uh, Ezekiel Elliott were taken. But just people don't really take running backs so early. But with Najee Harris' abilities, I just – and him coming from Bama, being that next Bama back, I just feel like the Chargers want to give – I like Eckler still, but I just don't feel like Josh Kelly. I don't feel like Josh Justin Jackson. I, I feel like Jackson, whatever their running backs who weren't. You're right. Anyone yeah. who wasn't named Eckler just didn't do it for me. Like, they weren't consistent enough. I feel like if you bring in Najee, like, granted, you need to take somebody another round to get some protection for, like, the same thing as the Giants. Yeah. Protect your quarterback, the young guy, and Justin Herbert's bowling. I like giving him Najee, man. I like this pick at thirteen. But what do you got? Uh,
1: thirteen. I actually have Kyle Pitts. They just lost their yeah. tight end, sure, yeah. Hunter Henry. I like it. And you know they they're probably going to go for a guy. You know, it's very obvious they're moving to a much more new school type of team. So you got this, you know, new school new school quarterback and uh you know Justin Herbert. You got the you know, if you pick up Kyle Pitts, you got the new, you know, tight end that has the height, you know, the the potential of a Darren Waller yeah. type of tight end, Keenan Allen on the outside with the burner on the inside. I forgot his name. Uh. He was um, a rookie la- rookie last year, Jalen Guyton. Jalen Guyton's yeah, a beast. the beast. I it. love that dude. I feel like he's gonna really pop off next year. So I think Kyle Pitts is literally their missing piece because he you can move him out, you can move him out wide into the X uh, wide receiver you know position if you want. You like know. I said,
0: I love Kyle Pitts. I got him at six, but hey, I'm I'm with you. If, six is a reach for a tight end. Like I'll be honest, not many tight ends get taken in the top ten. So I mean. I I think Kyle Pitts has Najee Harris type one of a kind at his position type ability, especially in this draft. So I have him going pretty high. But yes, if he ta- if he falls to a traditionally t- picked tight end position, then yeah, I, I
1: like I like I can see Kyle Pitts there. Uh, number fourteen. Here's where I have Minnesota picking up quiddy Pay. This is where yeah. I believe Quiddy Pay falls to. Uh. At this point, it's best on the board, you know. You don't really have much you can pick from. I mean, you got the wide receiver, Rashawn Bateman. That's still alive on my draft board. But, you know, you still you still got Adam Thielen. You still got Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You know, let's get to the quarterback. They're a two-wide you know
0: receiver team anyways.
1: Their, their, their defense was third from last in the NFL last year. Yeah, it's bad. Like, it they even bad. had
0: Yannick and Glockway that they got from us, the Jags, and then they just gave them to the- – Baltimore exactly they need they need a they need a defensive rusher that'll get to
1: the quarterback and you know set the tone for their defense so you have
0: Kawiti pay from Michigan like I agree they need a defensive end that can they like a guy who can play that defensive end loosely and just kind of play like an athletic Von Miller and I, Mm -hmm. I like Gregory Rousseau from Miami I feel like he gets a dome up there even though it's cold like it they need somebody who can pressure the quarterback especially when they're in the same division as that bad man Aaron Rodgers. So the next pick, I have the Patriots and I think Bill Belichick's been seeing these these really fast cats run across his defense. Uh, I know he likes uh you, you you can't sit there and watch Henry Ruggs beat you in Foxborough and then just be like you know what, I wish I had a guy like I feel like he go he he can draft a quarterback. I feel like he'll wait on it, and
1: I feel like he goes Jalen Waddle from Alabama. He needs yeah. that fast cat to get so, up. I, I agree with you. I believe they need a, a guy out wide. I think it's on the other side of the ball, though. So what they're thinking about doing, from what I've been hearing, is they're trying to trade uh, Stefan Gilmore. You know, his price tag's a little too high. I believe right here they, they go and they grab J.C. Horn. J.C. Yeah. J. Horn had, in his pro day, put – an unbelievable pro day out there it was unbelievable i got to watch it i believe he i believe he put 12 reps on the on the bench press yeah had a beast. 40 41 and a half inch vertical because right now a four three seven forty i mean yeah. that dude he's good and it, and when i was watching him you know i was watching his form and everything the dude just looked relaxed while running like yeah. he's just he's just out there doing his thing he didn't give a dang it's uh, it's JC
0: Horn and it's uh, Patrick who are the two cornerbacks this year that they're like who's really better.
1: I believe they're going to go JC Horn here, <laughs> you know, because I believe they they're, they're eventually going to trade away Stephon Gilmore. They're going to try to shore up that defense, make sure that you know Cam Newton and his and the way that they're going to try to run the offense has enough time to come back and win these games. Yeah. So. Uh, who do you got
0: going 16 and 17? 16 another good transition. I got J.C. Horn going to the Arizona. I have Jalen Waddell going to the pay, Patriots, but I like J.C. Horn, man. Like he's like you said about his pro day, Like a lot of eyes have been on him. But um, I like this in 17, dude, Joe Gr- uh, Gruden's been talking about defense, defense, defense. I think they take this guy, your guy, Jeremiah Owusu, koromoa
1: out of notre dame so so we're we're, we're agreeing since 17 because i actually have him going yeah, at 17. Dude. like i said gruden they mean, wants defense he defense, wants that defense, defense dude he, their defense was pretty bad last year i believe it was fifth worst in the nfl it's pretty bad uh you know they need that inside linebacker to help shore up the run because that was one of their you know worst points it was yeah. uh, going against the run uh, 16, though, Arizona, I actually have picking up Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, like, I like just them, you know, filling in for uh, Patrick Peterson. You know, it, it, it just seems a little bit, you know, click, you know, more clickish, you know, trying to fill in the holes. You know, you, you, you picked up your defensive end and J.J. Watt, you know, you picked up another wide receiver so on and so forth you know you gotta you gotta help yourself out here i believe they go kill farley and try to fill in that hole at cornerback i feel that now so uh 18 19 18 i have guard wyatt davis from ohio state uh going there they're going to try to protect two at this point they yeah. got who they wanted yep and uh and from from my draft, they got who they wanted with uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I believe Wyatt Davis is the next best the next best pick. We and
0: 19, kind of, yeah, we. I agree on the. I agree
1: with you. On Nineteen, that one. I actually have Rashad Bateman going to Washington. Yeah, a big body wide receiver that they need.
0: I like that, bro. I think that Rashad Bateman would really fit here if he does. I I like. All right, so a little backstory. I don't know if I've said this on stream before, but Rashad Rashad Bateman kind of killed my football career. <laughs> my high school my senior year in high school we played against tiff county and uh in georgia and rashad bateman's team in tiff county just absolutely beat the brakes off of us like 58 to six or something i don't think we got an extra point but it, it was a rough game like that was my last ever football game that i ever played in high school and rashad bateman's the real deal so that's why i have the man going so high at 12 like i've I've seen the man play firsthand from the sidelines. Like I said, he ended my career. That's a big man. I've seen him play. I watch college football people. Like, I've seen Ra- Rashad Bateman destroy Auburn in a outback bowl. Like, it's just Rashad Bateman's that dude. So, I'm with you. I, I like Rashad Bateman anywhere he goes.
1: So, who do you have as number 19,
0: then? My lightning team pick is Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle from Alabama just because whoever's playing quarterback's going to need some protection. And also, I like Antonio Gibson, so give that man some room to run. Number 20,
1: uh, Chicago here. I have Christian Dershaw coming off the board from Virginia Tech. Uh, I've I've seen a little bit of uh, some of his games. Uh, Good tackle. Uh, Pretty much a mauler. You know, get in there. He'll he'll, he'll create the run for you. Uh, And Chicago desperately needs that for – uh, David Montgomery here. You know, they Damn. have the wide receivers back and Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Uh, you know, their quarterback is, you know, obviously a toss-up between Mitch and no. such. Oh,
0: no, Mitch is gone, bro.
1: Oh, yeah, Mitch is gone. That's Mitch right. Mitch is at so the Bills. Got, so, they're at Nick. So, right now, they're at Nick Foles. Nick then. Foles is. Is Nick Foles still there? Yeah, Nick Foles is still there. I thought there. Nick Foles went somewhere else. No, they got to pay him. They can't trade him.
0: God, dude. Well, they got their starter, though. Is Andy Dalton. They've already come out and yeah,
1: said that. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, my, so, bad, my bad. I mean, but either way, they got to
1: have a, they, they got to have they got to protect them, them man. So, and they got to start with that run game. They've I, I agree with that. Special.
0: I feel that if they're going to commit to Andy Dalton 100%, then yes. But I have, um, I have Trey Lance because I feel like Trey Lance just reminds me of the new, the new prototype of just Patrick Mahomes. They've already slept on Mahomes once. I feel like if they get this guy to sit behind Andy Dalton for a year since they've already committed to him, then I feel like Trey Lance will be their guy eventually.
1: And number 21 for Texas, the pick 21 for Texas, I have uh, Samuel Cosme, the Uh, O-tackle. Here, same thing, you know, just trying to help Quentin Nelson on the inside, you know, help with the run game. Uh, you know they got their quarterback with Carson Wentz. You know the RPOs are going to be coming. You know it. it we all know what's going to happen with this offense. It's the same offense as pretty much as the Philadelphia Eagles that won the Super Bowl. You know, just different wide receivers, pretty much, yeah. and different O linemen Like all you got, all you got to do is just plug in Andy Dalton with that, with with that offensive coordinator.
0: Like I say, you can never board. get enough O linemen uh, I like drafting o no lineman in the first round, but I like Rondell Moore too, man. The, the Rondell Moore is just an all-around baller. Um, honestly, if Rondell Moore isn't taken instead of Jalen Waddle from New England, I feel like he's going to Indianapolis. Uh, See, I was I was back and forth on between
1: on that. So. Yeah. You
0: because know, they have See, my, my they got my, Ty coming back. And my ty y's was got, that Ty's got some. He's he's got a new. He t- he wanted a one more year deal. Baltimore Ravens almost snatched him up. He came on Pat McAfee and said that. So he's coming back. He just needs another guy, man, somebody to to take the heat off him. And I really like Rondell Moore to do that. I think you can put Rondell Moore in the slot and he can get open. You can put Rondell Moore in the backfield if your running backs so you need, need a break. I mean, Rondell Moore can just – he's a lot like – he's a lot like Kamara at the wide receiver position. That's what Rondell Moore is. So
1: I like him there. Yeah. Uh, Number 22 for Tennessee. Who do you have going
0: there? I have Dylan Moses, the inside linebacker from Alabama. Dylan Moses has been a beast in college, and he just fits the Mike Vrabel defensive type for me.
1: I feel like Moses goes at 22 to the Titans. Yeah. I like that pick. I also have a linebacker, outside linebacker, though. Uh, no way I'm going to pronounce this right. A Jewelari. <laughs> uh, outside linebacker for Georgia. Yeah, Aziz Zulari. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's – I've seen a little bit of his tape too. I, w- I would like to see him go to Tennessee and, you know, try to help with the edge rush. I'd rather not. That's a dog boy. How about them dogs?
0: <laughs> I have him go to the Jags at 25. I hope we pick him up just because he's a beast. I mean, dude, if – if freaking Kirby Smart knows how to do one thing right, it's like have a good defense, you know? Like I yeah. really want to see him. If we're picking up Trevor Lawrence at one, even though I feel like it's kind of weird having Urban Meyer take a defensive guy, I just want to – see or take. it's weird seeing Urban Meyer take a Georgia guy after being a Florida head coach. But yeah, I feel so, like that's the best player at that.
1: So at that moving player. on, number 23, Here, here's where I have Gregory Rousseau falling – the defensive end from Miami going to the jets here at pick 23 uh you know Robert Sala big defensive guy after he's going to pick up that quarterback you know he's going to try to shore up that defense one of the worst last year you know obviously they they got the second pick in the draft so don't come at me any otherwise I don't care if you're a jets fan
0: yeah I got um Christian Shaw going here off like you said the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech he's a uh, if you're going to go with Zach Wilson, get somebody to protect him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think eventually they'll draft a running back, but I got him going offensive tackle right there at 23. And then Mac Jones is my pick for 23 though I'm pretty confident in. If Mac Jones falls and people think, that ah, he's just a prototypical Jared Goff guy, that guy's kind of dying and he ends up falling, I feel like he's the perfect guy to learn a year under Big Ben. If Big Ben tweaks an ankle, you know, like – Mac Jones will be way better than Kyle Rudolph's petty ass. Like fuck,
1: fuck Kyle Rudolph. I,
0: yeah, I don't. Kyle Rudolph is that it? Mm-hmm.
1: Jay, what is it? Don't matter. We'll get back to. it. Don't him. fuck that guy. He, he sucks <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're back and choke. <laughs> choke oh, with this funny stuff. I was Mason trying Ru- to say Mason Rudolph. Mason yeah, Rudolph.
0: Yeah, Kyle Rudolph was a tight end that got signed.
1: Where did he go? Kyle Rudolph? Yeah. Uh, I believe he went to New York, I think.
0: Something like that, yeah. Old ass. Yeah, he went to New York. Yeah, he went
1: to the Giants. (laughs) Back to the young cats. Let's get these draft
0: picks out of the way.
1: (laughs) So, you said Pittsburgh has Mac Jones. They're moving on from, you know, they're going to try to move on from Big Ben. I actually believe they're all in on Big Ben this year, and, you know, with all the O line that's already taken off the board, they're at, they're kind of in a, just a in a bad position right now to do anything. Uh, if anything, I think they're going to try to trade this pick away for a future first round pick. But if they don't, then they're probably going to pick up the D tackle Christian Barmore from Alabama. You know, just go ahead and make that defense more overpowered than it already is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, no run, no run is going to survive this year. I believe that's what's going to happen. And at 25, I believe this is where Rondell Moore is going to go. You think, I think he goes? Around? I think Jacksonville is going to pick up Rondell Moore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, they have DJ Chark. Yeah. LaVisca Chenault. You know, they're going to pick up uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence at the, at the top of the draft. You know, they need to surround him with another, at least another guy. Yeah. All right, here. And actually. Actually, thinking about it, it's either going to be Rondell Moore or it's going to be Najee Harris. I, I'm I'm torn between. I just don't think Najee falls there, but I do
0: think this is the window where we start seeing Travis Etienne drafted. Because I I told you during we took a break, and I told you I had Pat Friermuth at New Orleans, but dude, New Orleans has passed us passed on so many New Orleans Louisiana talent. Whether it's LSU guys, just Louisiana in general, just Louisiana. Like, in general, yeah. dude, if they drafted Travis Etienne, like, I don't even care about having already having Alvin Kamara. Like, if you just get Alvin Kamara with Etienne, dude, nobody's stopping your run game. Forget not having Drew Breach. Just run, pound the rock, man. And then, like, I mean, you got that's an easy offense for Jameis, man. Just hand the rock off, make easy throws. You've had a year of learning what Drew Brees has taught you. Just play simple football. Don't throw the ball to. Him. Don't don't put your season in hands of a guy who threw 20, thirty interceptions. When it like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Just don't don't let that happen again. Like you've learned from Tampa's mistake. You don't want him throwing the ball sixty times like Joe Burrow does. If you do, it's like Drew Brees used to do. Dump that shit off. Get it to your running backs. You have so, two
1: of them. So, here, but before we get to New Orleans, let's go through the other two picks before them. I mean, Jacksonville, you already said. I could see ETN Aziz, going to Jacksonville. You said uh, Aziz uh, Jewel you See, You see ETN going to them, too. I could see that as well. Uh, You know, reunite Trevor Lawrence with Travis Etienne. That would yeah, be dude. nice. If he falls
0: there, I feel like you got to take Etienne. If you already have from a Cleveland or from a Clemson – Fans' perspective. I mean, I feel like you have to be pulling for that. Like, I mean, you're going to pull in a bunch of Cleveland or Clemson. Why do I it's the C L E? It's Clemson. You pull in a lot of Clemson football fans to the Jacksonville fan base. Because, dude, I've been to a Jacksonville game. I've seen Jacksonville play against Pittsburgh at home on TV. It's a Pittsburgh home game, dude. It mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't even close. Pull some people in. This is your chance that when you have a first round draft pick to. Like get some fans and watch your team. So I can see going somewhere else too. I like, I like it. Yeah.
1: So speaking of Cleveland, uh, here I think Cleveland is going to pick up uh, probably an O lineman, somebody to help pick up that. Somebody to help pick up Baker Mayfield, you know, yeah. keep Baker Mayfield alive. Probably a better center.
0: That's what killed him in the playoffs. too. I got Creed
1: Humphrey going from Oklahoma. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, I mean, I could see that.
0: I have Samuel Cosme get from Texas, the guy you had earlier. Uh, I like just like we said, just somebody to protect Baker. And last year in the playoffs against Kansas City, that's what hurt him. They didn't have their one of their O linemen. You got to have O lined up
1: to go through the playoffs. Exactly. Uh, Baltimore here at 27, Baltimore, I got the Davion, Davion Nixon. Yeah. Davion Nixon. Ooh.
0: The tackle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The D tackle from Iowa. Uh, you know, just same, same principle as Pittsburgh make the defense overpowered. Yeah. You know, here you don't really have a lot of picks that you can go with it. You can't really go. You can't really go with Jalen Waddle, especially based on my mock draft. Uh, or my draft here, yeah, you know, because you have at Baltimore, you have a Marquise Brown, you already have a burner, you don't yeah. need another one. You yeah. need a, if if you need a wide receiver, you need a big guy. So yeah. you're probably going to wait later in the draft. And yeah, I got Amon Ross, guy. St. Brown, that bigger guy right there. I have him already
0: taken it because I've I just feel like that's what they need. Maybe Brevin Jordan or Pat Fryermuth from Penn State, but um, we're going to rattle off some more because we're going. I kind of want to get to some March Madness. Yeah. We got Arkansas and Baylor playing right now live as
1: we're speaking, so we're
0: gonna get to that in a sec. But let's go through your last ones. Who you like so, for New
1: Orleans and Green Bay? So New Orleans here is where I actually have Jalen Waddle being picked up. If anybody's gonna pick up Jalen Waddle, if he falls this far for me at least, it's gonna be New Orleans. I like they, that. They yeah. just lost Emmanuel Sanders. They had to, you know, they had to cut him because of cap purposes and so on and so forth, but, you know, they need somebody here, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they have a tight end already. They got they still have Michael Thomas. They still have Alan Kamara, Tavis Murray. They still have a bunch of the core guys. Yeah. They're just switching quarterbacks here. Yeah. So they just need a guy who's basically new to the offense, who runs yeah. basically, you know, it, I would say is like a dump-off guy. That you would just need for like a short slant Honestly, or something like with that. With
0: his speed you could just have Jameis throw it up there and he'll run up under exactly. wherever it is. Exactly. Like so we he, saw on the
1: playoff. So here's where I think, you know, <coughs> Jalen Waddle would go. Yeah. Green Bay, I have Xavier Collins. This is where I have Davion Nixon, the Iowa guy. Yeah. I mean uh,
0: what where do you uh what position is? He's, he's he? a line, in line, inside linebacker.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, we've got main thing, stop the run. If you're not going to get something for which they usually don't get anything to help out Aaron Rodgers in the draft, that's just not how they roll. So, I mean, if you're not going to do that, at least help them on the other side of the ball, get the man some defense. Like, they couldn't stop a nosebleed on the ground game. I mean, either whether outside line, inside linebacker to stop the run, somebody who's good at stopping the run. I like defensive tackle Davion Nixon here just because he's an Iowa guy to the cold weather so got some tape against chase or, uh, So here's Ohio where State.
1: here's where i believe <laughs> somebody's gonna take the risk and try to make a move on a running back mm-hmm. you know everybody knows that first round running backs they're usually not that good you're right you know they usually don't shape out to be that to be that good the last one that ever did it was reggie bush and he got himself a super bowl ring but that's pretty much it here, Buffalo, I believe, will take Najee Harris. Yeah, they need the running back. It's obvious. Zach Moss cannot do it. It's obvious. Devin Singletary cannot run between the tackles. I mean, he's good out. He's good out wide catching passes. He's a good catch, pass catching running back. It's Devin Singletary is. But here's where you know you need that running back that is going to, you know, keep the game. On your side you know keep the time on your side yeah you know control the game clock I agree they need a running back because I don't
0: maybe maybe they need another O-lineman to open up some holes for them but honestly I think their O-line was fine with their offense in the passing game they're a, they're a pass first team anyways but like I said like, we agree they need help on the run game so I have them go taking Javonte Williams here since I have ETN and Najee already off the board I like Javante Williams, the running back from UNC, because he's just—he's one of those guys that just put up yards after yards in the in college, and he just runs like Nick Chubb. Slow center of gravity, but just a lot of lower power in his legs. That's the man right there. If they <laughs> Buffalo will love that cat, like he's just a beast. Um, Thirty-one and thirty-two. These are the Super Bowl picks. I have. Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State coming to play cornerback for Kansas City, and I, f- I feel like that's just gonna help them with how many pass teams they're playing against. Like Derek Carr, you got Justin Herbert coming in. I mean, um, whatever Denver does, if they have healthy playmakers, I mean, that's gonna be a air raid offense. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do with Melvin Gordon, but. Even Philip Lindsay catches the ball out of the backfield, so they're gonna need some. They're gonna need some pass. And also, dude, <laughs> I love Super Bowl moment that I loved. I'm sorry, our our our, our post Super Bowl podcast was kind of botched, and you can't hear anything. But the my favorite moment of the Super Bowl was when, uh, dude, um, oh. who who held up the peace sign, bro? Oh, that was Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield Jr., bro, the son of Antoine Winfield Sr. He was old. Who
1: played? And that was payback, too. That was payback from the first game that they played when uh, Tyreek Hill put up the deuce sign to win the game for
0: them. Yep, that was my favorite moment of the Super Bowl right there. So, I mean, I like having them take Asante Samuel Jr., just the son of an old vet. I mean, that's somebody who's been around the game for a long time. It's not somebody who's gotten there because of their name. Like, he's a baller. And You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been around the game since he was little. That's raw cornerback talent. He knows how to ball. And then 32, I have – we saw last year when uh, they pretty much just let uh, Pat Mahomes pick his the la- their first-round pick. He picked – he said, I want Clyde, you know. I want Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That was their first-round pick at the 32 spot. I feel like – Tom Brady watches college football. He's seen this man, Kadarius Toney, all right? In-state guy, keep him in Florida. Kadarius Toney would just be that whatever happens with any of their wide receivers, he's going to be that guy, that young guy who can come in and just take some ankles. You can line him up in the backfield. I feel like Kadarius Toney is just that man.
1: So I kind of like that pick, but 31 – O-tackle, Jalen Mayfield, I think this is where KC is going to need to go. They lost all All of their O-linemen this year. I can see that. They had all to, all the to either cap hit or injury, whatever it may be. They lost all, all of their O-linemen. They yeah. need to rebuild with something before they start buying O-linemen off the free agent market, you know. So – you know, you need somebody to protect Patrick Mahomes. It's obvious that you know if you don't have an O lineman, then you, you you can't go anywhere. You can't go to the Super Bowl. So yeah. they need to start with somebody, and I think they're gonna go with a guy on a team that was looked pretty decent this year from Michigan. So Jalen Mayfield, I have him going to KC and Tampa Bay. I think they're gonna try help and try and help and Domitanceu. You know, I think here they're going to try to pair them up on pair them up with a guy on the outside defensive end, Odeingo, o- de- o- de- Odeingo, yeah. Uh, the de- the defensive end from Vanderbilt. Yeah. You know, they I mean they're going to try to pick somebody here. They got basically everybody they need they needed from last year, so you know I don't have any problem. With them picking really anybody, I I could see Kadarius Tony, you know, to fill in from fill in for uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, but I could also see this this defensive end going too. But no yeah, that's our uh, that's our mock draft, our first I would say official good good mock draft. Yeah, that we uh you know kind of studied up for at least a little bit. Yeah,
0: I looked into mine a lot. I mean, I, I went back and watched some highlights. I've been on Twitter reading up on who the guys are looking at and what the pro day is looking like. So I usually like to watch the combine, but we don't have that this year. So it's the next best thing. you got to study up for fantasy football, study up for your drafts. I just like to see where these college guys go. I'm one of the few people who actually liked watching preseason in the past just because i mean i like seeing these young guys play the guys that i watched in college you know i was i grew up watching college football i love seeing uh even though he didn't go anywhere i love seeing daniel jones run 80 yards on the giants (laughs) dude just because and like it's preseason football it really doesn't matter nobody's watching but me and a couple other old guys who like football (laughs) and they just like seeing free football on tv Exactly, but i mean I, I like seeing the draft, and I, I hope you all enjoyed our mock draft. You can go on ESPN, but you could help the little guys out because we feel like we know we're talking about a little bit too. So let's move it on. We've already had 45 minutes of talking about our draft, so this is a perfect way to move it into March Madness, bro. What was your favorite March Madness moment so far?
1: Uh, there's not a lot of favorite moments I had Uh, pretty much every big moment that happened uh, this, this year basically busted my, busted my bracket, Uh, you know, so I can't really say I had a favorite moment that happened. Yeah. You know, you know, LSU barely lost to Michigan. I was watching that game in person or not in person, but I was watching that game on T on TV. That that broke my heart, you know. Seeing Florida State go 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 this far, kind of broke my heart too. I really wanted to see Alabama. I, I mean, this is this this bracket or this this has really just been a disappointment for me. The <laughs> only really thing I can really like be happy about is like Loyola Chicago. They they did very well. They surprised me by going to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I, I think this this is a team that's probably going to be there for the next like decade. It's going to be you know a nice top sixteen team from here on out. That is always going to be a dark horse team from here on, yeah, for your bracket at least. And then maybe Texas Tech. Texas Tech, I, I like them a lot. I I, I think they should have gone a little farther than they than they did. Yeah, <clears throat> my
0: favorite moments got to be. It's between two of them. It's, it's Oral Roberts, just both of their games against Florida and Ohio State. Just like they said, they we're, we're packed for – I remember one of their point guards was on Scott Van Pelt, and he said, we got, we got our bags packed for a month. He's like, we don't plan on leaving no time soon. Granted, they lost by two points to Arkansas, which that was a close game as well. Just Oral Roberts' run is something to be remembered, bro. Like, just <laughs> – the the twitter everybody saying like i can't believe oral broke every busted everybody's bracket you know the sex jokes but i mean dude look you got oral roberts and you got freaking loyola man coming back crut ugly ass with his mustache <laughs> dude, all the real. way across his lip dude man. looks like a pedophile you no know, he don't look like a pedophile he looks like private pile <laughs> off of them <laughs> 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 dude private pile man that's what i called him because he, he's just wrecking the paint bro you know he can't do nothing but shoot a dude for a big guy, he can this? shoot the ball too, bro. He's what been there the fuck since, is this? he's been there forever, bro. But he's just raw in the paint. Like that man, I respect the hell out of him. And then Williams was balling too. Like, just loyal you gotta respect. I really hope they build up their program and get some more people in and get back to March Madness. Because they're Be a fun true. program to watch. Sister Jean, gene, baby. She dude. Her she was born on the day that Babe Ruth, like Smacked two two dingers and like pitched for the Red Sox. You know that was her. <laughs> she that's how old she is, bro, dude. That's she. she's see, still kicking.
1: Th- that's for, that's for real. This this sister, I guess, sister Jean. Sister I think Jean. Jean that's her name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she's seen a lot, man. She's seen the fucking Great Depression, oh my the God. World War. She's seen you know World War Two, Korean War, all these all these presidents come through and you know, whatnot. Oh yeah. Like this woman's seen it all for sister Jean. Sister Jean is it for sure. Uh, You know, she, she's showing up for everybody. Yeah. But uh, another moment, uh, it just
0: happened the other night. We can live as of right now. We're in the elite eight. If I'm correct. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, We're we're in the elite eight. Eight. So we're watching, uh, Baylor in Arkansas, like I said, and, uh, right now, Baylor is up twenty-one to eleven. They have a ten. they're they're a ten up on Arkansas. So
1: my other just, favorite
0: moment was when Alabama hit that three against UCLA to send it into overtime. That was oh, insane. Yeah, I
1: forgot about that. That dude. was insane. we were watching that together. Yeah, we oh were all. That gosh. was
0: more, dude. We've been. This is the first year that.
1: Oh, well, I wasn't able to react to that. We're so That's why happy to be awesome. watching it,
0: first of all. We're not even really mad that our brackets are busted just because we're finally being able to watch it. We got robbed of our right last year. We ain't getting no March Madness, and we get this shit back. It's awesome as Baylor hits a three. Let's go. Um, dude, it's just – I miss seeing this. I mean, I love March Madness. I fell in love with it in 2016, and it's back on. And Dude, just seeing Alabama – hit that 3 with my my two best friends like just that's what March Madness is about just sitting there and watching some crazy shit just talking like the game's over and then somebody hits a 3 okay. and it's
1: like oh shit yeah let's, so everybody's back
0: in it, you know so let's
1: so let's like let's like roll through that moment yeah, so we're so. so we're watching UCLA I believe uh they just got an and one so you know and the guy and the guy made his and one it was about 3 seconds left on the clock And they call their timeout to uh, figure out the play to get it up the court. They pass it. They pass it in. They get it up the court real quick. Do a pass over to the side to Reese, number three for Alabama, throws up a three from near half court, and just walks it off like it was nothing.
0: And then to, overtime to, to dude, send it to,
1: to send it to overtime. It was a, it was probably the most insane shot I've ever seen. Complete it, vibe reset. Everybody
0: rehuddles. They're going to overtime. And then you're watching oh, UCLA. You're watching, yeah, you're watching the UCLA guys. UCLA they're like, what, just, they're, what the fuck? Just they're happened? they're stunned, but then they just come back and play just fundamental basketball and overtime, just drawing fouls, a, a huge step back three by. Oh man, I don't even remember his name, but dude, he's he's another guy with a mustache. I guess you grow it out for March Madness. <laughs> I guess you too, like man. playoff stash or some shit. But dude, UCLA is one of those teams that they played in, so they're not. They're an eleven seed that played in upset Michigan State, and they're just rolling through the tournament like nothing happened. Like they got a first round bye. nah. They played an extra game, and they're still rolling through the Elite Eight. They got a chance to play against Michigan, who shut down everybody, and I think Michigan's got a chance, an easy chance to go to the Final Four, but this UCLA team's just got too much heart, man. I'm ready to see this one.
1: Yeah, uh, and going on from that, this just – Recap the uh Houston, Oregon State Dude. or yeah, Oregon Yeah, State Houston,
0: game. of course. So Houston yeah.
1: Houston is actually one of my favorite teams right now. Yeah, well you were saying AA. earlier they just chuck up
0: threes. They don't give a fuck. Like they, regardless, because they have Dude. such good defense,
1: they are so unforgiving. And they have such a and they're the two big guys underneath, they just grab boards. Yeah. I mean they had eight boards in the first half. Jeez, Bless dude, you. ghost taking my yeah, soul right guess, now. Bro. But uh, yeah, dude, they have two. They have two guys that go underneath and grab boards. They get the uh, they get the rebounds and they just chunk them back out and they throw up another three just because. Like I, I, I believe I rewinded the tape for you and let you watch. They threw up three, three threes in a row. Missed two, got the boards on both of those two. Threw it back out for another for another three that goes in step in three like step up three yeah Uh, they they don't care they're going to throw up the three they have good defense they believe in their good defense jerome yeah that's the
0: dude you were raving about yeah he just shoots everything and this is the first year that we don't have duke or kentucky in and it's just like Houston is the evil counterpart of Kentucky. You know, what I'm saying they the, exactly. they got the same logo with a K, with a H instead of a K, they're Cougars instead of Wildcats. They're red instead of
1: blue. Old Halo reference, exactly but- <laughs> for real. Like I, I I believe Houston was a major dark horse team. It, it it's it's basically just like can you keep up with their three ball? Yeah. Can you can you keep up with the threes? Because they're going to shoot it regardless
0: because they have defense to back it up. Now, they have had an easy road through the tournament, however, until they hit Syracuse. Syracuse was one of the Mm, bigger games. And then, yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers. they had an 18-0 run to come back on Rutgers. That was ridiculous. But Syracuse kind of was a letdown. They beat the brakes off them by almost 20. And then they had... uh, Houston Houston versus Oregon State was the one we watched last night – or today. And they just – you Oregon State tried to come back into it. They can keep up with a three ball, but they just could not do it in the long I mean, run. they had this one
1: big guy underneath that they brought in, you know. You yeah. can only bring him in for so many minutes because he's so big. I mean, you could just tell when he was getting tired.
0: And that's like, your Pac-12 champion right there. They're out.
1: They're out, yeah. It's so. USC is the last one, so – well, let's see what they can do against uh, Gonzaga here. You exactly,
0: USC is another one of those teams who have been rolling through the playoff, through the bracket, and just beating the brakes off of everybody. Even Oregon, Oregon was a good, fundamental, good, good basketball team too. And um, you dude, USC just that was another one when they beat the brakes off of Kansas. I would never thought that. I figured Drake had a chance to upset USC. I thought that would be a close game. Nuh-uh, dude. They've just been beating the brakes off of everybody. They're a good basketball team, and they're playing good basketball. I'm ready to see them play
1: Gonzaga. It might be one of the closer games in the (laughs) Elite Eight. We'll we'll see tomorrow for sure.
0: Yeah, and since we've been talking, Arkansas has not scored a single point. So, I mean, it looks like Baylor's going to keep rolling so far. Arkansas Ooh, just, just say that. gets a reverse layup, and hey, they got yeah. that layup. and say, hey, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" underneath, underneath. underneath boom. Arkansas is the last SEC team in the bracket, and uh, they got a good The last time they were really good in the bracket was then in the eighties. The I think their last time in the tournament
1: was eighty-five. If I am not mistaken, time, last time they were in the elite, the elite a was a uh, seventy-three.
0: Yeah, so it's been a minute.
1: Let, but they see. got a
0: good program. I know they gave LSU a step back and, uh, jumper. CC can't training. get it.
1: Can he get the board? Got the board. Back out over to the side. Three ball. Oh, he man. bangs it Arkansas in. Is another three. They get a three. here. They're so trying to they're, come back. So now they're down thirteen here, with with uh, nine minutes, forty five seconds left in the first half.
0: But but yeah, another moment. Um. Another moment that I really liked from the tournament was, uh, Virginia Tech and Florida. Like Florida got beat out early, but Virginia Tech and Florida was a really good game.
1: And then, um, oh man, I mean, there wasn't many, there wasn't many games that you could really look at. And Even like, though Syracuse got, got knocked out, dude, their shooters were going hot for a while. But yeah, I mean, they had a guy, they had one guy there that's for sure going to be an NBA star that was literally coached up from the coach. Oh, my God. Of Syracuse himself. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, he's still balling. I mean, that's, like I said, just because you're a coach's son doesn't mean you're brought up and you're, like, just good – you're playing just because you're playing because you're the coach's son. A lot of times, yeah. like, you're close to the game since you're brought up. You know what I mean? You're the first – you're very young, close to the sport you're playing. I mean, that's just how it is. You grow up like that. This doesn't mean you're just – Given the opportunity, but dude, let's. I'm gonna run into some fantasy basketball real quick because I have some pretty big news that kind of sucks for my team. All right, last minute news. Two minutes. Yeah, and then we're gonna get into some CDL news. All right, so my main guy, Joel Embiid, is injured, bone bruised He's been out for a minute. It's about two more weeks since he's gonna till he's gonna be able to play for me again. Lamelo Ball. Broke his wrist.
1: Out for the season. Out but. for the
0: season. Hopefully he'll be back by playoffs, but I don't. I just have him on my injured reserve list, so I wish we had some lonely music to play right now because <laughs> it's pretty – I'm hurting. I had to re-sign Aaron Gordon who just got traded to Denver. That's big ups though. So, um, but back on the downs, shy Gilgis Alexander has been hurt for me for – all week, so I lost another. I've I've lost two games back to back, and it's been rough weeks in fantasy basketball. I still have Harrison Barnes balling. Uh, Kelly Oubre has just started playing for me, so he's working it up. Donk, has just been hurt. God dang it, dude! It's been rough. Uh Luca. Dang, it's not. It's not. Luca,
1: as, rough as This basketball game right now. Embiid. Thirteen.
0: Lonzo, all out. It's been rough. But we do get Luka back this week, and uh, Jimmy Butler's still balling. So <clears throat> we care more about March Madness these two weeks anyway, so it's all a chill. But these last 30 seconds before we move into CDL, what you got to say, Kirby,
1: about the NBA? Uh, about the NBA, it's looking a lot more competitive this year, at, at least on the uh, eastern side with, you know, Charlotte. In the Nets, I think it's going to come down to them. And, you know, obviously I think the Lakers are going to make it with the Warriors at yeah. the end.
0: And Kevin Durant should be coming back soon. They're keeping him on a short leash because he's the one of the best players on their team, and they want him to be healthy for the playoffs. And LeBron should be back soon, so, so will we. All right, guys, welcome back. And we're going to get into the CDL portion of the show, and that is not Trucking across the United States, that is competitive Call of Duty. That is the competitive COD league. So um, right now, it's been a rough run for Optic in the last week. Uh, they are 0-6 in map count because they got put in raid against Rocker, which we've been talking. Rocker is that team that can come out of nowhere and We're they can be good. Team. I mean they just We're picked
1: been... they just picked up a kid off of uh the Challengers one of the Challengers teams and uh replaced him with Major Maniac and it's just Standy? been It has just been all the difference, man. All of a Eli sudden Standy. all of a sudden they're beating Empire, they're beating, you know, Optics Chicago. They obviously lost against FaZe, you know. But that's that's just going to be tough. That's that's just tough. That's just how it's going to be. But, you know, minnesota just seems to have found their guy yeah even accuracy
0: looks better accuracy went like 11 and 28 one map and that was that's just unacceptable that can't happen like i think maybe it was major maniac but they also beat empire like dude this team is on a roll empire like we said that's the defending champion of Uh, The COD Pro League. Yeah, when it came to S and D, they beat Empire
1: handily too. Yeah, Standy
0: has been making very good plays. He's a good step. He's a good fill in. This uh, Call of Duty Challengers division, if y'all don't know about that, that's pretty much like the minor leagues of the major leagues. You know what I'm saying? Like in in Call of Duty, that's the that's the minor leagues. If you do good in the Challengers division, your an organization will pick you up, sign you, and Eli's making good money playing for Rocker right now. So, yeah. Optic has been kind of on the downturn. I mean, they they dropped six maps in a row, but like we said, it was the Standy guy's a beast. He's coming in. He's a hot new player. He's young. He's making good reads. And um, also, the, it was three straight Raid maps. If y'all don't know, Raid is the remade map from Black Ops 2. That's the one that everyone knows best. This kid pretty much like you said, Kirby. He looked like somebody who's been watching Optic for years. I'm sure he he's, he know he knew Formal was gonna be watching back Jungle. He knows that um, Scump is just gonna play kitchen mostly. And dude, it's just they he read the map so well. That's what I was so impressed with. He's by far the MVP. He, they said he was the MVP of this week. So um, I mean, dude. Coming in and beating Optic, the fan favorite, and then Envy, the defending champion, that says a lot. But uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, am I right, Faze stays undefeated Faze in match count. stays counts. undefeated. Hell him. yeah, baby. Easy the- AF. Let's in in
1: match count, Faze is undefeated. They're absolutely killing it right now. They 3-0'd LA Thieves, Yeah, which is actually a pretty tough task to do. They I, had believe, I believe Thieves is one of the – top four teams in the league right now yeah they,
0: they lost they dropped temp and they they started playing with venom and he absolutely got waxed
1: <laughs> so actually this actually this week actually makes a lot more sense to me because i'm a baseball person and yeah. the way this cod league is set up this year with the schedule that is set up with every single week you're playing two one to two games and then you know on the major weeks you're you know playing for Three to five, yeah. depending. You know, so this is this is a lot like like baseball. You know, yeah. Where where you where you're playing two three games a week, you know you you're traveling places. You you played home series away series, all all this other different stuff that goes along with it. And when you look at how baseball is with all the wins and losses that goes on, and you look at how weak, you know. The, uh, the first major and its first weeks went, and then how the second major is going to go with how these first weeks have gone, this makes a lot more sense to me. Like you got teams that are – they hit their stride early, you know, in the first weeks of the ma- – in the first major like Optic did and Empire and Faze and Thieves, they hit their stride early. And now in the second weeks we got these guys – you know, teams are coming more. Royal for- Ravens, Minnesota Rocker, the Dark Horses. You know, Seattle Surge three zero in Paris. Florida finally getting it together and three in Optic. Yeah, I mean, here's where we're starting to see. Okay, Florida yeah, seems like competitive. the better team. That- this this is competitive. <clears> this is throat> what throat> we're talking about. This is the COD League that we've been looking for. Every single game now actually does matter because it could end up where you're. Where literally you're only three matches. If you lose three matches, you're out. You're you're out of the top four or top eight seats. Yeah, you know it, it. It makes this format makes it a lot more competitive. Yeah, and the top teams right now are
0: still, I would say, Faze, and then I'd still say Empire, even though they lost to Rocker, and then I can't say enough about. My boy, Clayster. And the New York subliners. The New York subliners that- have just been – they've been very good. And it's its all because of Clayster leading the three young talent players. Like, Mac has been on fire. Asim, he's not even young. He's been in the game for a minute. But he's just proving why he's there, you know. Like, exactly. this team was made by Zuma. He's not even playing, and he's cool with that, you know. Like, he's – he's like – Hex calls him the Derek Rose of the game because he was a really good player. Won COD champs with Clayster, I think, two times. Yeah. And um, he said he said he brought Clayster over, and Clayster has been a, a beast on the team. He brought uh he brought a seam. He got he got New York to sign a seam when pretty much the whole league didn't want him. And a seam has been one of the best players in the league statistically. Just look it up. Like he's he was good last year. Um, Rocker just wasn't as good last year, and that's where he came from. And this year he's been nothing short of helpful for Clayster. And, the, yeah.
1: yeah, and we got a rise. So I, right now I want to speak on the rise of the new kids because this, lead, this kid on the New York subliners leads to this topic. I want to talk about Diamond Con. Yeah, Diamond Con. This kid has actually been a low-key amazing diamond
0: con i would relate mostly to awakening on Florida, just because he's just that guy who's who can kind of use any gun he'll just pick it up he's good with his pistols he can he just his movements on point he's very controversial as to whether he's snaking i, I don't want to talk about that i think that if you can use cover they fixed it in the patch anyways so people stop whining about it yeah, let's get back to call of duty and just who's the best they already banned the XM4. It's QBZ pretty much. They made a lot of weapon adjustment. This is a new patch, so they're gonna see what the new meta is, but it's probably gonna be I don't know about SMGs. I think it's still gonna be AK seventy four U unless something catastrophic happens. But the Krig has been buffed. It's still Krig ain't going nowhere. It's still a reliable weapon. It's still your most Viable. It's probably your most viable weapon. Yeah, I I still saw people using the QBZ. We'll see if that sticks around. But I like the QBZ as a flex
1: weapon. Yeah, for the and for the sub, you obviously know it's the AK seventy four year. Yeah, that's my that's my go to weapon. I'm a sub. I like. Hope it sticks with it. If
0: not, I like if the QB if the if the AK was but nerfed enough. Do you think the
1: MP five would be the next weapon? If it was nerfed enough the mp5 is not a bad weapon they just got really what they gotta do is just increase the bullet velocity slightly yeah just just to increase like the damage of the weapon because right now no matter where you're shooting from with the mp5 it's like like pellets yeah it's like bb's you know you're not shooting anything It takes like seven or eight bullets just to kill somebody
0: yeah we played the alpha and the beta of the game too like The MP5
1: was badass. It was like it was like five kill. It was like five shots to kill somebody, but the shots came out so fast that nobody could counter it. That's why I love the MP5 because it was one of the fastest weapons. You could get around the map so freaking (laughs) fast. Yeah, and it it made the speed of play so much faster.
0: So, what have you seen from Habeez that you think you like that he's been doing, and what do you see from? envoy that you think he could get better at to help optic a little bit more
1: so a he's more or less that i wouldn't say flank guy but he's more he's he's kind of just that that he's guy he, he's that guy in that blood. weird position he's the entry sub yeah. obviously so he's just that guy just like he he gets in weird positions to make you know the breaks go good for atlanta phase you know he's just there in weird spots like when you're watching garrison he likes to go vents a lot he, he's like a little he, a little rat in the vent you know he'll he'll drop down underneath the tanks you know in that you know underneath spot and bottom mid and he, you know he'll he'll sit around and he'll snake through cobble if he has to I mean he, he's just everywhere he does just weird pushes that you wouldn't expect you know. It, it kind of just keeps the game fresh. Yeah, I would say. You know, when you watch it, busy, it's like just a fresh take on a game. Like, dang, I didn't know you could actually do this. Like, he plays the
0: game so smooth. Bro. Yeah, it,
1: like you, you're like, oh, <laughs> and when you actually hear him call out, like he's calling out the whole entire time. Yeah, but he he's making those movements so smooth. He's what an entry sub should be. Dude. Yeah, like, exactly. he sees the whole map, everything that's
0: going down. Like, exactly, he's in the middle of it, and it's yeah. just he's. You can always count on him to at least get one trade. So,
1: but going on to Envoy, I like Envoy a lot more. Envoy, I actually believe, makes Optic the team that it is. Yeah. So, Envoy, if you've been watching Optic now, that's, why, know, I, Hex- that's why I
0: phrased the question that way because Envoy has seemed to be the leader of this team. Because when everything's exactly. going down, like he's still the one who keeps his head up. So,
1: if you look at quality. if you look at Envoy uh from an optic perspective, I'm an optic or I like optic. I'm an optic fan. I love everything that they've done in the past. You know, green wall. But when you look at Envoy, Envoy, honestly, I would say it's almost like he's getting the range from scum. You know, he's the. If you know from Hex, Hex calls him the play caller. He's the guy calling the shots on, you know, where everybody needs to go. What what strat are we running? How are we gonna run this? How fast? How slow? Whatever. And he's the entry sub. So this guy has a vast amount of knowledge at the game. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) It's very obvious he knows what he's doing. He's he's usually either the guy that's dropping double positive on the map or he's got the guy that's dropping double negative because either his strats are working or his strats are not working. It's one or the other. And everybody, because they're so good at the game, they can just, you know, kind of flow with the plan. They kind of know where they have to be. Like, Skump and Formal have been in this game so long that they're like, okay, I mean, this is simple. Skump's the main slayer, so, you know – let let Envoy be the entry entry sub and you know, let me pull out two, three and four pieces if I have to. Form, yeah. you know, formal obviously the uh the anchor AR, so you know, you got that position covered. Now you just need to flex and dashy, you know.
0: And like you said, this game is all about um what are your tactics? What is your plan? Like what what are you doing on the map? And your strats. Like these new cats know the old dogs strats off the bat they've been watching them like if you if you're gonna be good at the game you got to watch the best play of the game they know what they're gonna do they know how to they know what corners to check they're cracked I feel like once these old guys kind of learn how the new guys are playing because like I said the new guys already know how the old guys are playing once they figure that out they're gonna be fine. Once champs comes around, we're gonna see an even playing field. That's why this league's so fun to watch because it's new faces coming in. It's usually not gonna stay the same as you'd like it would. I mean, optic. Will, I hope they stay the same. Envy's probably gonna or empire's probably gonna stay the same. Faze is whooping everybody's ass. They're probably gonna stay the same, but it is nice seeing these new guys like awakening. And awakening came in the scene last year. We, you were talking about them, dude. <clears throat> Awakening, Awakening.
1: Was, Awakening was so good. Skies came in the year before, yeah. but it was Awakening that made the big splash last year. Like, when you saw Awakening when he was playing, he was an S&D god. Yeah, this still year is still Diamond icon, bro. Still is, Well, w- Awakening still an S&D god. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it but shows. But he's doing stuff
0: in every facet of the game. He's doing stuff in our point. He's doing it in control. Like, his pistol work. Like... And Parasite's come on and say, he's been if you're good at your pistol, your pistol's going to save you and your mu- your movement. Like, dude, he's got a good pistol on him. If you can be good with your
1: secondary, that's all that matters. Yeah, so I going from that, you know, I like – that's why I like the sub position, you know, a lot, because it's very fast-paced. Uh, I saw Scump pull out the pistol a few times. Not going on top of being good with your pistol. Standy used it in a match earlier uh, yesterday that we were watching together. Uh, I, I think I think uh, right now the person the person who probably has the best gunny in this game. Jesus, tough right now. I'd have to say either Arcades. has been falling, yeah. Yeah, RCDs are Skies. I like Skies right now. Skies yeah. is really showing that he's still that main AR back there. That he's that he's still the man. Yeah, I, I was watching him watching him versus Optic when when I was watching, I was like, damn, they're just isolating Skump. They're just killing everybody behind him, killing Formal, killing Dashy. So if if you know Formal and Dashy are dying, it's gonna be Skies killing them because it's AR versus AR most yeah. of the time like that.
0: I think this year is gonna like I love optic I love phase, but I feel like this year is I've been watching Clay and Krem for so long. Last year they won together. This year it's gonna be about who can beat who can beat phase and be the be the best. You know what I'm saying? Like they've been good together. Now it's time to see can can Clay keep his young bucks a lot above the water and beat phase and win champs, or is Krem gonna come back on top, get back to back. Like it's a it's a really intriguing season. I really like how it's playing now. Like I haven't been watching too many of the matches. That's why I'm asking you the questions today. I've been watching me some March Madness.
1: But Yeah, so I yeah, I like it. Hopefully by champs hopefully champs they'll have a LAN event and actually where people can show up. Uh because everybody knows having fans there makes it makes it just a way better yeah experience everybody knows that no matter what sporting <laughs> events you're watching you know put it on an island like the ufc bro i don't give a fuck like
0: <laughs> dude like i mean that you gotta have that thing on land i really hope they do they've already said they don't plan on having land events anytime soon but hopefully champs it's got yeah. to be the ex- exception especially since they're putting it at the end of the year now end of the life cycle of the game is probably going to be November. I mean, if they're going to allow people into football stadiums, let's have a gaming event. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So going with the last few minutes of this uh, podcast, uh, let's roll through the next 10 games leading up to
0: – Making uh, predictions.
1: Yeah, making predictions. <clears throat> let's go with the next 10 games to, before we get to the major here, these last 10 games here. So uh, April first, April Fool's Day, uh, we'll have Florida versus Dallas, and then Seattle versus Chicago. Who do you think? Who, who do you think's gonna get? Do you think there are gonna be some April Fools going on here? Do you think Chicago? Do you think Seattle's gonna beat Chicago? All right. Um, like, what do you think's gonna go on here? I got I got good
0: matches right off the rip, okay? Because like I said, this is a new meta. I feel like we're gonna have a bunch of different shit going down. I think. Florida has found their groove. I don't care what meta it is. They're just a good team right now. They have good trades. They're good chemistry. I think they're going to keep it close with Dallas, but I feel like coming off of a lot hard loss to rocker, I feel like Dallas comes back strong and 3-2s them. That's a game five. Seattle at Chicago. Dude, I really like – I like Chicago coming back. I don't think they're going to drop three more maps. If anything, I think it's going to be a three another game five. I like Chicago over Seattle, even though Seattle seems to have found their groove. And then London and Toronto. I like Toronto, man. I, I think they have a lot of good guns. I think they find their groove this week, and I think they beat London. I'm just still not sold on London. I think they're too inconsistent. And
1: then, you know, I got phase baby. Easy AF. Yeah, uh, so going on with my with a few of my picks, uh, April third, the April third games, I got I got Florida over Paris. Paris is obviously starting to find their groove a little bit with scraps, but you know Florida when they're going, they're going. They're a tank. I don't Every, think Paris. And is, everybody knows it. Yeah. Even I don't o- think Paris Optic knows a fire, it. Bro. Faze knows it. Florida's a tank. So if Florida's going, it's going to be hard to beat them. And I think I got I got rocker against Seattle here, uh, you know. Rocker's just on a groove right now. They they have Standy. He he's showing what he's made of right now, making yeah. just incredible. Like
0: it's tough, but yeah, insane I
1: plays. I think that's another game five.
0: Seattle's just so good, but they just yeah. they have got to work on finishing. I don't
1: think that the Paris three zero was enough to sell me on that team yet. Yeah, and then we got and then the. And then the marquee matchup, we got a battle of the North. I gotta go with Cloister. No- tw- yeah, <laughs> Toronto Ultra versus New York Subliners. I got New go York Cloister. Yeah, yeah. Go they
0: they have foundation, and that's something exactly, that's that's man. gonna get
1: them far. All right, so last three here: London versus Phase. No, I got Phase. Got FaZe there. I think Phase will sweep here. Uh, April fourth. Now this
0: is the one that's up in there. This the is up Battle in the of LA.
1: Yeah, Battle of LA is pretty <laughs> interesting.
0: So we have the Los Angeles gorillas and the Los Angeles Thieves. I gotta go with my boy Nade Shot either way, man. I, I just think that they'll find it in the groove eventually. Whether it's with Venom or they bring back Temp, I think that <clears throat> T J is too good to have I mean, T J Halley slasher and Kenny are too good to just keep blowing stuff like this like this I get that they need a uh to find their fourth but I don't feel like they gotta figure out what's best for them quick and I yeah. feel like they will I guess the so gorillas.
1: so in this matchup this this these are honestly two it's two d teams going against each other all the respawns are gonna be toss-ups here because if they go Especially if they go with venom over temp. I mean, if they had temp over venom in these in the respawns, then the gorillas obviously would lose. Yeah. Because they're obviously a better team. they be- a better respawn team with temp. But without temp, it's a battle of S and Ds. It's a battle of who's the better S and D team. I mean, I got to give it to thieves, but I think this is honestly going to come down to. Uh, honestly, a, a round 11 map five. Like, um, that's what hey. I think this is going to come down to. I think this is going to be a tough matchup. I think the Thieves are barely going to come on, on top on, in a round 11 on the map five.
0: Hey, bro. <clears throat> I'm going to do a hot take here. I think if the Gorillas beat the Thieves and they can't find a groove, I really think that they should sign Wozkin. Like Nate shot's played more than with Weskin. I feel like eventually, I feel like if if LA Thieves can't get it going, I feel like Nate shot really needs to reach out to Weskin and let that man play. If y'all don't know about Weskin, Weskin was probably one of the best snipers in the league last year. Like he's a S and D player, no doubt, but his gun skill, bro. Like if and he knows the game. <clears throat> I don't feel like he. I don't feel like he's the type. Everybody says he plays played Warzone too much last year and didn't focus on COD. Nah, bro. He's one of those guys where he can get into a group of guys and he can he can play. He can be good. Now whether his personality will fit and mesh well with Slasher, I don't know.
1: But that's just my hot yeah. take
0: of the day. What you think so, about
1: it? Um, I, I think there's a lot to. I think there's a lot behind it because. As I said, this is going to be a tough matchup, especially if they have Venom in there. I think Venom's a worse player than Temp. and I mean, it's showing he's obviously not fitting into the role very well. They lost both of their matchups this week. So, I do think the Gorillas could beat them. I don't know if Nate signs Weskin, but he'd definitely be a good addition to the team. If it's Uh, not some – Challenger player, then
0: yeah, they need to get to
1: it. (laughs) So, and then our last game fuel marquee matchup on the fourth on the Sunday. So we got uh,
0: no shot.
1: We got El Clasico.
0: Let's go, bro! Shot is Optic Chicago versus Dallas Empire.
1: So basically, (laughs) envy versus optic. If you know anything about it, envy versus optic is one of the most ancient call of duty rivalries going even back you know almost as far as like i would say envy and phase and envy and optic as well
0: i think optic looks as this looks at this as a chance to take this one very
1: seriously they got to bounce back here
0: and get their shit together to when they play at dallas cuz they know they have stuff to work on they're going to be scrimming hard this week and once they play that once they play you said they play they play um, Seattle. Seattle. And once I feel like after that Seattle match, they're going to be ready.
1: I think so. So, when you look at Seattle, you know, they're obviously not one of the best teams. But Octane and Pristini are bringing that team together at least a little bit. The Human Turrets doing a little bit. So, I think that's going to be a 3-1 but if they don't beat Seattle, I honestly think Optic tanks here. So is, that's my hot. That's my hot take for this week. If Optic loses versus Seattle, Optic's gonna troll Empire. Like they don't want to go against Empire and be. And, I don't know, think Skump wants to do that though, bro. I know he doesn't want to do that, <laughs> but you know, we're talking about a bunch of guys that are honestly they very are they honestly very trolly. Like when you look at them and. Like the vibes in quotation marks, as they as they say that they like to bring out. I mean, they're very trolly teams. They like to troll each other. It's it's what they do. It's how they it's how they have fun. And so if they lose versus Seattle, I mean, why not to get a better placement in the elimination bracket? You're already gonna be one of the bottom three or four teams if you lose to Seattle. Might yeah. as well lose to Empire and get get like one of the very bottom. That way, you have an easier shot through the elimination bracket. You're facing all the easy teams yeah. at that point. I mean, it's obviously not easy going through the elimination bracket, but you know, at least you'll be warm. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that's how you should take it, but as a baseball mind, and that's how a lot of teams have done it in the past. A lot of teams in baseball have tanked in the past just to have an easier shot through the bracket. Yeah. So I just yeah. see it
0: happening, but. I oh, don't know. I think they. I think they give them their all, and it's uh, game five. I. I. I still got optic getting their shit together and beating them. I don't. I think they. I think they're trying to go hard. I think that just because it's Dallas. I mean, it's the rivalry behind it. I think they want to beat them, but I, anything's possible, dude. It's twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, I mean. I'm just saying, just through this major, like through tournaments and round robins, if you're not the first seed, you don't want to be one of the middle seeds. So Chicago, basically, these next two these next two matches are must wins, especially if they beat Seattle. Yeah. If they beat Seattle, their game versus Empire is a must win. They don't want to be a middle seed and have to face all the tough, decently tough teams. Yeah. Like uh, like Thieves and New York and Rocker. Or even Florida right now. They don't want to face those tough teams in the middle of the bracket and immediately get sent down to eliminations elimination bracket with no momentum. Yeah. You know? That that's that's tough. It's hard to do. So, face got them easy ass draws though. They okay. got the easiest draw. Dude, dude I think they, they got, got the, the easiest way. draw.
0: They got London who's dog meat and then they got they're getting it together. But they got they got Gorillas got who's gorillas fighting gorillas. for yeah. their respect, but dude. I can just see right now. they are facing dog water teams this week, dude. Dog water, but they ain't trying. To, I mean, I like what Vivid's done. I like. I don't like assault at all. I don't like silly. I think dude compared to phase, like they're dog
1: water, dog and you dog know, dog shit. They're dog water. Oh, uh, I like don't want You don't nice them. with them. I'm. I ain't gonna talk about them. <laughs> but like London's just dog. I'm just saying, if you compare them to Faze, if you if you compare the the matchups to phase, it's you're going against. You know, the bad the the bad news bears pretty much. It, it, it's it's not looking
0: good. <laughs> it's trash, bro. It's I want to see Faze play like Toronto. Bro. I want to see Faze play against like, dude. I just know Simp's gonna be tearing that <laughs> ass up. We ain't talk about some Semp, bro. Yeah, for stars
1: real. of the league, bro. Semp. Yeah, we might do All that. Right. We might do that our next episode for real, dog. Yeah. But anyway, guys. Uh, I like. I'd like to thank y'all for joining us, and uh, you know, if, if you liked listening to us ramble on about all of our knowledge on some of these sports and esports, then uh, please be a friend, tell somebody out there, you know, you know, recommend them, recommend them to our podcast, and maybe they'll get a laugh out of it. Maybe they'll learn something. We're just
0: lonely, for- starving boys. <laughs> just yeah. give us listens. <laughs> yeah, just give us listen. <laughs>
1: All we want is somebody to listen to us. Yeah, yeah. Just, just listen to us talk and ramble on here. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, guys, thank y'all, and uh, we'll see y'all in the next podcast.